All right, today on the T podcast, I got Ash Reese, who is the Cajun Nerd Media. We're going to be talking with him about his latest uh, creations, his viral content that's, uh, uh, as of recently, a lot of AI work, which is uh, really cool. We're going to talk a lot about AI, uh, some of his recent stuff, and then some of his past stuff, whatever comes up. Uh, he's also a radio host on the Planet 106.7, um, I think with uh, Chris Logan, yeah. too. Yeah, kind of a partnership. Co-host, co-producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, regional... AI guru, he's got a workflow. We're going to talk about that. He's done AI videos. So really cool. So sit back and enjoy the show. All righty. So let me go ahead and get this split screen back up. And real quick. Uh, our presenting sponsor, Chase Group Construction, they take the lead and become your one point of contact for the entire design build process. So if you want to learn, no, I say if you want to learn, I was going to have another uh, sponsor. If you want to have a great looking business or if you want to renovate a business that you already have, uh, check them out. They could, like, like I said, they're your one point of contact for the entire design build process. They have a diverse portfolio of projects that range from medical centers to popular restaurants and to multi-unit shopping centers. Their website is chasegroupconstruction.com. Check them out. They're local and uh, support them. Good guy. Yep. All right. So, Ash, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how things have been going. You've been on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. We were talking about some of your recent things back then. Um, and that was probably what, about a year ago now. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, that was to promote, uh, the first original modern adult Cajun, you know, South Park esque, yeah. uh, cartoon that I made, you know, animated series. And, uh, so I wrapped that up in October of last year of 22. I wrapped that, I wrapped that up in October of 22. So our, podcast my my appearance on the podcast had to be somewhere between the spring summer when i started yeah you know when i first released the first episode the pilot and so it was somewhere you know yeah, yeah. spring or summer last year yeah yeah um so now your work is consisting a lot of ai content and not just not just simple like hey type like type this up and give me this image you've gone into video which is wild because I haven't even seen a whole lot of AI video content yet. Personally, I haven't even looked into it. I, a lot of it's bad. A lot of it's bad. I, oh, I've seen like clips on TikTok of like uh, beer commercials yeah. that they would make. Yeah, and it is kind of scary. Yeah, it, it doesn't understand mouths very well yet. You know, and just how to move them and how, like even anytime someone tries to make an AI video of. Someone ingesting food. Oh, yeah. It is always a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare fuel for sure. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's the – AI is kind of in a – if you've ever really thought about your dreams or tried to remember them or worked at them too much, that's how dreams work. The person in front of you will mold and morph into another person, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's You know, you know how, how dreams, you know, they just – things just suddenly morph into another thing. And that's what the AI video that, looks like. It's like a it, weird dream. Yeah. It doesn't understand the difference between a dream state and, you know, the real hard reality state yet, you know? Yeah. So kind of tell me a little bit about, like, your um, venture into going into AI. Like, when did you start going into AI and why Why are I'm, – I'm assuming you're fascinated with it because I'm fascinated yeah. with it. Um, what about AI attracted you to it and then kind of why did you go into it? Um, with your content? So uh, one thing I want to say is there's the difference between a tool, a toy, and a weapon is the mentality of the user. Okay. So some people are using, you know, AI as a fun toy to play around with. Other people like me is a great tool to incorporate into your workflow. And, you know, uh, megalomaniacs, people that want to rule the world like me as well, <laughs> want to use it as a weapon. I always want to weaponize my creativity because we're all, you know, no matter what you do, you have rivals, you have, you know. Yeah. So 
it becomes a weapon against, you know, rivals or competitors or whatever you want to call them, even though it's friendly, you know, mostly, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I think at the time that I was wrapping up that show and looking for the next thing I was going to do, uh, that's when Mid Journey came out with Mid Journey 4, which was, that's kind of what broke AI for the, the public. That's, there was this image creator that really did a good job, you know, and Mid Journey 4 and 5 and now 6 are incredibly robust. I mean, the funding that they got once they released 4, they had so many investors, so much funding. AI, that caused AI to blow up. Chat GPT and them... Uh, joining up with Dolly 3, and now we have Dolly 4. A lot of my stuff is made with, you know, uh, Dolly. Dolly yeah. is, they came from behind and got ahead of Mid-Journey. But Mid-Journey you have more control over, and I could in-paint and out-paint and, um. you know, remix infinitely. And like, okay, but take this face and take and let me upload the face of the person. And you I can't want you do to that use. with Dolly at the moment. You can't. Yeah. I'd have to use the full chat GPT uh, paid version. Of Dolly, I don't right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe there's more command based stuff you could do. Maybe you know. But yeah, I have no clue. I don't use the paid version either. Yeah. I use. Uh, yeah. I actually, I don't even use ChatGPT's version of Dolly, which is this Open AI. Yeah. Um, I use Bing. Uh, Bing. Yeah. And so. Um, Shh, not everybody. Knows. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but so, and I every time I get an image that I love and I, and I'm using AI for my own personal reasons and in some of my business, not developing Lafayette specifically, but like I have a couple other things that I'm using it for and experimenting. There are things that it produces and I'm like, I love this. Mm -hmm. How do I get it to improve on that specific image? And if if the paid version is different, I'm, I don't know if it is because I don't I don't have access to it yet. Um, I would love to be able to like tell it like, hey, I I like option two, but like yeah, add this or like yeah, remove yeah, yeah. that. I think that would be great. That's or like how even a brush. Works. Man, see that's nice. Said, okay, I like two. I'm gonna go down the two rabbit hole. I want you to give me all the variations of two I can get. Then I'm going to start in painting. Like take this section, like like draw brush a it box out around yeah. the face. And go make the face this face. Okay. See, that's <laughs> cool stuff. So that's uh, Full Moon House, one of my recent uh, video, one of my first AI video projects. It's all, it all starts with mid-journey images of, you know what I mean? Give me a werewolf sitcom in the style of Full House and blah, blah, blah. And just spit me out a whole bunch of images. I'm like, okay, now make this character look like Uncle Joey. Make this character look like Uncle Jesse. Make this guy look like Danny. Put me a girl that look, looks like uh, DJ. And then I have the basis to start making the scenes of Full House, you know? Dude. Yeah, I started, I, I watched part of the clip, and it, I was surprised of, like, how accurate and, like, the movement. Tell me a, a little bit about the video component. Um, how are you doing that? Because, I mean, we mentioned video and how it's, like, it's like a dream state. It's, yeah. like, very scattered and, like, you, you mentioned mouths. You like, if you're trying to eat a hot dog in an in a <laughs> AI video, it looks very scary. Um, but the video you created does not look like that. It looks more like an edited, like, filmed video yeah. versus a scattered dream. Like, yeah. I don't, don't, don't disclose what you're using specifically, but, like, how, I guess... Are you doing that? Well, that's just my post-production process of just using, you know, things like After Effects and Premiere Pro and, you know, the actual how oh, I yeah, make yeah. video look good and how right. I make it look. Because a lot of people don't have any of those skills, you know, that are doing AI. A lot of people that make popular AI images don't have any basic knowledge with Photoshop to clean it up to make it look better, you know. Uh they're just slapping watermarks on it thinking they did something. And, you know, my thing is always I go in there with Photoshop and, you know, uh, clean the images up, you know, make the fingers look right or whatever I have to do. And then so uh, once I have the pictures that I want to use, I'll run it through this other program called Runway. It's a whole suite of AI video okay. services. And Runway is what I use. I have a I had a cartoon. Now, you know, people know me from things like Tundama News, T-Man, G.I. Bro. Uh, right. 
And a lot of those cartoons, they just recycle the same character animation over different backgrounds. So a big part of my process for things like Ball Man, things like T-Man, was to actually frame by frame rotoscope out the character animations. That way I can create these loops of the guys just talking to each other, just go back and forth from one guy saying something, the next guy saying something, and it's just loops that I made, and I can put them in front of any background. But to do that, it takes all day to, to rotoscope you know, 10, 20 seconds of footage. It's painful, yeah. painstaking. And so, but runway, they have a thing. I, just, I can draw a line around a character in a cartoon and go cut them out, and it cuts them out, puts them in front of a green screen. Wow. Then I can just recycle all those animations. So uh, a cartoon like my latest Scooby Donk, which is you know my Cajun version of Scooby Doo, uh, that only took you know three days, where that would have been a two week process. Like oh, yeah. Ball Man took me over a week to make to cut out all that animation and re put it together. And uh, now I can do it in a day. Yeah. When you say rotoscoping, I'm not familiar with the term. I'm, obviously, it's, it, it's an animation term, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming. What does rotoscoping mean? Like, like what is masking? That? Like, okay, so you're standing in front of me, and if I want you, just you, I have to cut, you know, draw a mask around you, okay. right? But then you have to do that every frame. Uh, so that's called rotoscoping. Okay, yeah. okay. Got it. So I use, I mainly do like image editing. So Photoshop, Illustrator, that's my, my wheelhouse. Yeah. So video in video terms, basically masking out something is rotoscoping. Well, yeah. In the, in the lamest. That's what they used to call it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And I, had guys, I knew guys that like the Hollywood, right? they would send them just, you know, footage to rotoscope, you know? Okay. And they had to do it frame by frame. They had that little company in Lafayette that was doing that for, uh, that's how you make 3D video. You rotoscope each element, mm. and then the 3D, it can do okay. that, okay. you know, that perspective jazz it. with it. Got so it. I, I use the, that term, rotoscoping, because that's just an old yeah. industry term, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, but it's masking or whatever you want to, you know. Yeah, I guess. An animated mask would be the most. So I, I guess. With the keyframe at frame by frame. I know, I know. That sounds 30 frames tedious. a second. That sounds so <laughs> tedious. Um Whenever I think, whenever you describe rotoscoping and layers and all that stuff, um, it makes me think of uh, when when Disney, pretty much, I, I think it's Disney that came up with this technique, is where they, they layer their their uh, glass or their films. So like Bambi, I think, so like you have like distant trees, mm -hmm. then you have foreground trees, and then you had the, the character, and each thing was on a different pane. Mm -hmm. And so one pane would move faster or slower than the other, and it gives parallax. you this. Yeah, the parallax effect. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so cool. It's, so that's not the exact same thing. It's not, it's, it, is it similar to that? Or I guess I'm trying to like make sure I'm understanding fully yeah, but now, like, I'm taking a whole picture, yeah. creating all those layers, you know, I mean, separating all the layers, and uh, to do it by hand was, was a nightmare, and yeah. now, like, to do stuff <laughs> like that is much, you know, there's an AI service that I pay them a monthly fee, and they just do the work, and yeah. they also animate, you know, uh, the still frames, the still pictures to animation, and some of it's, you know, a little, like you're saying, it's a little scary right now, it's a little right, unnatural right. looking, but... It, it's, I like it. Like, I like, you know, evolving with it, moving with it, staying on top of it. It'll get better. And, you know, I'm looking into, like, there's no good animation AI video because it's all focused on real stuff. Okay. The way real people and real objects move and stuff. In cartoons, it's an illusion. It's to trick the eye into thinking it's real. And the AI doesn't get that yet oh it's not but i'd like to get my own train my own module just all it is is old american animation like all your flintstones your the jetsons and scooby-doos like all the classic animation that i grew up with and just train a model from that you know from those yes that way i can actually do what i do right right <laughs> just <laughs> a few keystrokes you know yeah so let me go ahead and get my um, other sponsors mentioned here real quick, and then we'll continue the conversation because there's a lot about uh, the AI technology and all that good stuff that I want to talk on. And there's a 
couple of new things that are coming out that I want your opinion on sure. if you don't know about them already. So um, you've already heard about them before, but they're worth mentioning over and over again. Music Academy of Acadiana. They are a great local company. If you want to learn music, they teach it uh, all styles, all ages, piano, guitar, voice, drums, violin, saxophone, everything you want to learn, audio production. Uh, they teach all of that. So they have experienced instructors. They, like I said, cater to all uh, ages and styles. They've sent students to college and to major music competitions. Founded by UL Lafayette Music School graduate Tim Benson, who's also in a emo cover band called The Criers. So if you ever uh, want to get your your early two thousands emo kick in and you want something local, check out The Criers. Really cool local band. Um, ultimately, the Music Academy of Acadiana's goal is to make music lessons fun, educational and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. Their website is musicacademyacadiana.com. And they're on Facebook, Instagram, all those places too. And then uh, lastly, we have eps-online.com, Electronic Protection Systems. You probably have seen their signs before, but basically they are a company that's been around for a little over 20 years, recently expanded to Houston, and they have smart home security systems. They have whole home water systems. So if you want a security system for your home that you can watch two weeks worth of footage in front of your house uh, and you don't want to have to worry about the 30-second motion detected videos, this is a great uh, option to go with. And they're local and also the, the, the whole home water system. Basically, if you have water in your house, it has, it's, it's like hard water. If you have a lot of sediment or if it smells funny or tastes bad, this system can uh, rid all that for you and uh, have some nice water. And I, I say uh, taking a shower with this water, it feels like butter, butter water. I know it's so weird to say. Soft, huh? It's very soft. And it, it almost feels like like the first couple times you don't feel dry. You have to retile yourself off. But uh yeah, lotion in the water. Yeah, it's like lotion in the water. But uh, check them out, eps-online.com, and there is a referral link if you want to check them out. It's link.developinglafayette.com slash eps. Uh, check them out, and um, yeah. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and continue wanted, the conversation. I wanted to say something. You did mention Tim Benson and the uh, Music Academy. My son is a five-year student. He loves it. We love Dude. it. We love what they're doing. Uh you know, to see him play those recitals and to see everyone get into it, you know, because the whole, co it's like a community. Yeah. Of oh, parents yeah. and, you know, <clears throat> you know, boosters. It's like over 500 students in there, probably yeah. more since then that I've heard. Yeah, it's wild. The recitals are wild, man. Uh, <laughs> so what does uh, your kid play? Piano. Piano? He's nice. going to move on to guitar soon. He's got big monkey fingers. He's made for it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. he loves guitars. I mean, so. Dude, I would love to play the piano. I've, I've, I'll, I'll see, like, uh, YouTube or TikTok videos where they'll teach you, like, a small little yeah. part of a song. And I'll play it, and I feel like, man, I've accomplished something. Yeah. But then I try to get creative. Oh, sounds horrible. <laughs> so pretty sure uh, Music Academy would be a great place for uh for me to go learn. But so how you said five years? Five years. Wow. It's good. We're the same teacher for five years, so it's really, you know, it's really good. So it's, it's like consistent. Family. It's yeah. like family, man. Nice. Well, there, there's a good uh, there's a good referral for there's you if you want to go to man. Music Academy of Kadiana. That's uh, great stuff. Um, okay, so in the world of AI, you mentioned ChatGBT. Um, I started using ChatGBT at the end of 2022. And this was when it, it just got like release as far as like to the public, I, I assuming it's been in the works before that, but publicly it was growing popularity. And I said, I wonder if I could use this to help me out. So I started using ChatGPT to kind of like write some of my articles. Oh yeah. I use ChatGPT to write scripts. Dude, it is insane what it can do. And then it almost feels like now that's like the most basic form of AI. You got so much more, especially with the video content that you're creating and the imagery that's being made. ChatGPT just feels so basic, but it's still very powerful and it's like, foundational, though. Yeah, it you is. You can build off of it, you know. Right. You can get it. Give me the prompts I need to get this other AI to make what I want, and it will. <laughs> you can use ChatGPT to make prompts for See, other AI. I, I, I guess I would say that I've thought about that, but I've never put that in action so that, God. 
See, that's that's why you're you're doing good with the AI and stuff. The paid that you're version, doing. you can actually yeah. give it the photo. Oh, the paid version of ChatGPT. Yeah, that's you, right. It does you take. You can photo. upload a photo and it will describe it for you, so you can oh, use that to man. get the image software to make exactly what you want. You know. See, uh, I thought about getting the paid version of ChatGPT, but uh, what's it like? Twenty bucks a month or something like that? Yeah. 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 You got uh, so many. I'm paying that exact. I'm paying twenty five <laughs> for like five of them right now. Oh. Um, but yeah, so ChatGPT, interesting. ChatGPT or is owned or I guess owned by OpenAI. Yeah, well, is the base company. Yeah, OpenAI is is OpenAI. Yeah, and then people will take that and start a company off of something they developed. Right, in so it's, it's yeah. basically it's an open source AI. Yeah large language model and Microsoft has a huge stake in open AI. Yeah. Uh, considering that now Bing yeah. has AI running behind it and it's all open AI based um, and using Dolly three and uh, Dolly four eventually I'm sure. Cause I don't think Bing is using Dolly four at the moment. I don't really know for sure. No, Bing is using Dolly three, but Dolly three looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Dolly three looks, looks amazing. Yeah. It looks great. Uh, so talking about the evolution of AI, I started uh, kind of backtracking. I started using general AI, even imagery, uh, or AI imagery back. Um, there was an app called, One, I don't know if it was Wonderful or it was Wonder Something. And it was a free app at the moment, um, at that time. And then you could just basically prompt up what you want an image of. And it would give you a rough Mm-hmm. AI image and it was like almost like a it was very artistic in the sense yeah. it wasn't realism it was very scattered so like you'd put in a prompt and it would give you like a couple of options like maybe four of these artistic styles and you can pick the artistic style yeah. that you'd want and I was blown away by that I yeah. think they're trying to charge you now so they've caught up with like trying to make money it's um, like Dolly one like the original Dolly probably and like the so. early uh, mid journey were like that. You know, just very rough, very, it's hard to explain, but like fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy and almost like kaleidoscope-ish looking. Like some parts were like, especially with eyes and fingers. It knew you were supposed to have eyes and fingers. It just didn't know how to lay them out. So you'd have eight eyes on a face. I know. A dog covered with eyes. Or like one eye would be one size and one shape. The other eye would just be wonky. And it was like, okay, there's, there's a lot of desire to see it better, but like you don't know how to make it better, so like you would try to reprompt it, mm-hmm. like like make have better looking eyes, and it just didn't didn't pan out. Um, and recently, I've noticed the finger situation. It used to be that AI images, if they had hands, there was a there was usually instead of five fingers, there were six or seven, yeah. and like some of them, some of the fingers were super long, yeah. Some of the fingers were super short or like odd looking. Yeah, five fingers with no thumb. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't know. And that's the thing. You have to think about it. Hands have a lot of different orientation. It's taken all this training data. A lot of it, you know, models and, you know, photo models. And you know what I mean? Yeah. They're always holding their hands in, in weird di- ways, in right? different ways. So it's trying to amalgamate all that, you know, information and come up with something that matches. But there's so much variation in hand positioning in the in the training data that it really took them a while to explain to the AI, you know, humans have five fingers. The wrist only turns <laughs> this far this way and that far that way, you know. Um, I think the biggest, although it's fixed hands, if you have people doing yoga or dancing or doing like break dancing or any pro wrestling, um, it doesn't understand, like, the body positioning. You have people with a third leg. Oh, right, you know, coming right. out, you know, weird place, place of the body. Because <laughs> it doesn't understand the difference between, you know, a ballet pose, you know, where the, the legs are, you know. Yeah. These people are very flexible. Dancers are very flexible. So they're kind of breaking the rules. A person can't stand like that with, on one foot with their foot over the top of their oh, head, no. you know. I can't. You can't. 99% of people can't. But there's photos of people doing it, you know, so it doesn't know what the limitations of the human skeleton are, you know. Yeah, it's it's very it's very odd. And there are some uh, really good results, obviously, with AI. Uh, The bad seem to be a a lot of the common stuff you see because it's just really bad. 
but uh, some of the good you um, you made a post. I don't know, I don't know how many. It was probably a couple months now. Uh, I think during Thanksgiving with the turkey carving um, post that you made. The you image go down that rabbit hole. So I I want to go down that rabbit hole because that was a very big post. Uh, you. You mentioned that it had what eight over eighty. It was eighty-two thousand reactions. Eighty-two thousand. That's just yes. the reactions. That's not wild. The and then the shares are probably what over five, six thousand, maybe more. I'd have to look it up. Yes, yeah. it was astronomical. I think it's the biggest thing I've you know post I've ever made as far as right. that kind of. So I guess what I, I, I guess I'm kind of getting to is AI has gotten to a point to where it is really believable. Yeah. Like they're like the trained eye can pick up on AI mm-hmm. nuances, the dead eyes, the yeah. dead eyes, yeah. or just the pupils, like the or dead the eyes. skin that looks too smooth and too perfect. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll see something. Okay, this looks a little like uh, what's that uncanny valley kind of feel? Yeah. You're like it looks too good to be true, and like I feel like organic photos of people look different, and so. But it's amazing how far it has come to where, you know, there's a demographic in our population that takes things and doesn't know the the, the limitations of yeah. the advancements of technology and how far we've come, especially with imagery, that a lot of people believed that this was a real boy yeah. who carved a real wood turkey. Yeah, with his dead father's tools. Yeah, yeah. like the whole thing... And it got shared so much. Like, wh- what? I had the local media reaching out to me to, to, to get me in touch with this imaginary boy. Oh, my boy. God. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. See, this is where AI can get a little tricky. Uh, I guess I want your perspective on, you know, that, that kind of assumption of is it real or is it fake? Like, how how would you let people know what to look for? Do you even want to let people know what to look for? I just don't say what like when it's liking a picture on the internet. Does it matter if it's real? Like right. to me, okay. So you take a picture with a digital camera, then you upload that onto a computer, and then you upload that onto you know into the cloud, into the internet, into the web. Uh, the real picture is on your photo. I mean, on your camera. Right. That is the real. Like back in the day, there was chemical processes going on inside the camera with light and you know with chemicals that put the image on a piece of film. Then you develop the film. You remember? Yeah, You're old yeah. enough to remember yeah. cameras and film. Oh yeah, I remember. Going we don't to live Walmart in that world yeah. anymore. No. There's really nothing. There's no. The image that you uploaded from your digital camera is no less or more real than one I create. It's just pixels pushed together. It's like grains of sand, the sand mosaic that you make. Yeah. And each grain of sand is a pixel. No, and I and I, I and I am in agreement. Yeah. I guess where I'm getting at is the 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 bringing it into a reality sense of people believing that something actually happened. Yeah. Like that little boy carving the turkey yeah. didn't actually happen. Or people I mean, at home are riding alligators to school on the first day of school exactly. in 1985. I love that post of mine. Like. <laughs> exactly. Or like recently, uh, before we went live, I mentioned Ben Pierce, who's a swamp photographer, yeah. made an AI image of an alligator wearing fluffy uh, fleece. Yeah, he's wearing like his warm coat. Yeah. yeah, it looked like uh, uh, LSU colored warm coats. And there were people in the comment section Saying, oh my gosh, this is such a great photo, which it is a great photo yeah. in general. But the way they worded it, they believed that he that dressed up he an went, alligator and he yeah. went out there in the swamp, put on his little waders, dressed an alligator. The alligator posed for the camera. Well, it's cold, so they're real, pl- you know what I mean? They're real pliable. They're like in a torpor state. Yeah, yeah. So you you know can what? do that. You can dress them and put the hat on them, you know? That's actually a believable story. <laughs> it is. It is a believable story. He wasn't moving. <laughs> but it's just, and it looked so real, and so many people shared that. So, he, But I want to answer your question. Yeah. Um, so at the time, I was, you know, that's when what we call AI boomer bait. Is the, the, no, oh, no, in, perfect. in the community, that's what, that's what we refer to it as, AI boomer bait. Uh, <laughs> and it's the art of using 
AI to, to make an image that just, you know, remember when you were a teenage boy? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you saw uh, one of your mom's uh, lingerie catalogs, you went put that in your room. There's kind of like with the with older people, something that's endearing, something that's heartwarming, you know, that kind of stuff. They take it and they put it in their little room inside their heart, you know. <clears throat> and uh, so I was when this started to come out and people getting just this whole page is just dedicated to for whatever reason doing this. Just it's all these pictures of little black kids carving like a. You know, in Africa, making an SUV out of stones or, you know, car, like it's all this trying to touchy feely, you know, trying to, you know, get to the hearts and minds of older people. And so I was like, what if I turned that on its head and kind of, so I've got, you know, like I said, like, that was the biggest, but it wasn't the first, the, the boy with the turkey. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the first was. I can't even anymore because it really blew up after that. But I did other ones like uh, I had a, a man with these this old man with two giant pecans. And the whole thing is just a big nuts joke. Look at him and his big pair of nuts. And he's so proud of his big nuts. And you know what I mean? And people were going yeah. crazy over it because there's half, there's, there's this thing that like is trying to, that can't be real. A pecan can't grow that big. And like, yeah, but a nut joke can be that, you know, a, a big nuts joke can be that. I know. Is that real? You know. So I'm. I'm gonna try to find the uh, oh, the the old woman with the giant eggplant, and I kept using the eggplant emoji. She's like, I know more about the big eggplant emoji than, than most women my age. I have a lot of experience with big eggplant emojis. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> what uh? What Facebook page did you post the the turkey carving on? I don't know. Uh, that's a Cajun nerd experiment. Okay. okay. Yeah. I thought so. Just making sure I got it. Okay, so I'm gonna pull up or try to find this one. I'm just, I guess I can just look up the photos on it and it'll pull up pretty quick here. Uh, it's, it's, I make a lot of content. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do have a lot of content. I have a lot I, let's of see content. if I can scroll through it. Uh, see the Star Trek. Let's see. I wish you could just like enter a date and it would bring it back to that I part I'm, I, I don't, I think I'm getting pretty close. There's a carving there. I see the Hank Hill carving. Yeah, because that's Propane Wayne. I got in trouble. Uh, Wayne Toops <laughs> people kept bothering me about Cocaine Wayne. Oh, no. So uh, I was like, well, how about I just make my own character called Propane Wayne? And it's Hank Hill. And it really has nothing to do with you, but everybody knows where Dude. I'm going with it, you know? And it's realistic for sure. All right, I think I'm getting close here. I, th I see a lot of wood carvings. <clears throat> um, basically, if you're listening, I'm going to show... Um, this photo. So if you want to see it reference, <laughs> yeah, you might want to watch the video. I'm trying to find it right here. Yeah. So then I just kept recreating the little boy in the black hoodie, carving all kinds of stuff and calling it the same name, Landon Malasso, you know, yeah. like making a running joke. There's yeah. a lot of images, a lot of images. I'm trying yeah. to find I'm it. in early December. So I'm close. I have no clue where I'm at. <laughs> the date on top of each one. Oh no! I'm looking like through the whole. Um, oh god! Yeah, like but spread. there's a lot of galleries that you're gonna have to yeah, sift through. Yeah. That's the problem with that. I'm close. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> I'm probably too far now. Let me see if I can scroll back up. Uh, but yeah, so I want to show this. I want to show this photo enough to where I give you an idea. Oh, I got it. Got it. Got oh, it. Oh yeah, I have. I have. Uh, another good little story that I wrote with the picture is a guy in Shreveport in front of the, the Shreveport gumbo store, and he's got this giant tomato, and it says, Congratulations, Steve Porto of Shreveport, Louisiana, and his giant oh, gumbo no. tomato. In 2017, the Louisiana State Gumbo Board passed a, a law that Louisianians north of I-10 can only use one tomato per pot of gumbo. So Steve got to work breeding a super gumbo tomato so he continued putting as much gumbo as uh, much tomato in his gumbo as he wants which he feels is his god-giving right being north of i-10 that's funny it's just a tomato gumbo joke yeah, you know yeah. like, all right so i'm gonna show the photo you here. found it yeah i did Damn. so this is the photo here uh, i don't see the oh view I'm, post i'm trying to get the metrics for you okay so right now the caption that i'm seeing this is november 30th um, so this is not the 
singular singular pose. This is like the pose that had a couple of images. Oh yeah, yeah. So what is the uh, what is the caption on that one? It's a paragraph. <laughs> it's this. It's this one right here, right? The turkey. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So what's the paragraph? Eleven-year-old Landon Malasson, Ville Platte, Louisiana, in a scholarship prize-winning wooden sculpture that he made for the National Turkey Carving Association Scholarship Turkey Carving Contest. That's that was my tell, you know. Uh, he spent six weeks making it and only used the few tools he left. His recently deceased father left behind. Let's wish him and his poor widowed mother a happy Thanksgiving. Because I just wanted it to be over the top and with, you know, just how yeah. sad the story was. And it backfired and it made it more endearing to people. <laughs> but, but no, so <clears throat> this all stems from, this is the first one I did. I found it now. 11-year-old Hunter. And his wooden sculpture he made by himself. He spent two days making it and only needed his papa's knife and a bag of cracklings. Show him his talent some love. Oh, with the crawfish. That was my first AI boomer bait photo. Okay, so this, uh, pulling up the image here. So this is the the one he's just showed me. So this is, what was his name you said? That was Hunter. Hunter. And with the, uh, the wooden crawfish. Dude, what I love is... You you tell me, are you editing any of this after the fact? Because the one with the the turkey has this house behind it. It looks like your stereotypical little Cajun, you uh, know. I, if you type in the town and give me a, a house in you know such and such town, it will make it look like it's a house in that town, man. Dude, it looks like a, like a little Bill Platt home. Yeah, like, I think I'm just, about to put Bill Platt like. <laughs> I I love the the realism and his hair, like everything about this image, screams real. Except there's just certain little bitty things, but like it's so hard to to see. So I'm I can see why now, that it's so believable. Because if you're if you're just scrolling through, you know, kind of doing that doom scroll kind of thing, yeah. and then you land on it, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. this is this is such a cool carved turkey, and then you read the story. Instantly, yeah, I, I see how it's believable. Oh, right, yeah. So I, I made this other one, Byron Olivier, who is my uncle. My hump, he's deceased years and years, but my uncle's name was Byron Olivier from Church Point, Louisiana, and his wooden sculpture bench he made to honor his long-past grandparents. The master craftsman carved the, the piece so that he could once again sit with his mama and papa and drink coffee and smoke <laughs> cigarettes with them like he did as a child. You know, they're jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they're jokes, but I mean, is that not my mom and papa? No, that's that's definitely, yeah. it looks real. Yeah. So. It took some work to get that my mom and papa just right. Oh, I bet. Because I so, did this one with mid-journey, so I'm sitting there in painting, you know oh, what I mean? Okay, so you're right, editing stuff. Getting the heads yeah. right. I mean, that's actually trained off of my face. Really? Which So. The man. Dude, his okay. face—that's supposed to be me. It doesn't look that much like me, but it—it's. I mean, there's semblance. Yeah, there are there are some. Yeah, yeah, that's Just awesome. Like my dad, <laughs> 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 which is pretty cool. Um, so could this this? I mean, <coughs> so it could be it could be used for good and bad, like yeah. depending on. But obviously, this is for comedic uh, use, kind of to entertain. I mean, yeah. to uh, educate people, you know, using humor to yeah. Uh, so, I, in, I don't know if you've read any of the comments. How many people in the comments were able to de- detect that it was AI? And uh, what was the majority in your in your uh, assumption of the comments that just took it as real life? I mean, there's... Most of them, I'm sure. Yeah, for the, the landing, because there's nothing really visually. And then the sob story is... I thought it was... Good, yeah. It was comedically <clears throat> too sob, too thick. You know, so you thought you were laying it down too thick, but <laughs> but it was just thick enough for it to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, wow. So then you can see the change after that. It's all like to smoke cigarettes with your grandparents. It's all like very local jokes. Yeah. Oh, so you really yeah. you really laid into it. Yeah. So I started. You know, <clears throat> they had the one with the the guy with the two big pecans. I actually had to Photoshop the big pecans into his oh. hands because the AI is trained. Uh, with images of shelled pecans and images of whole pecans, and they're both uh, tagged pecan in okay. its training module. So it's putting 
they look the pecans look weird as hell because they're half images of shelled pecans and half images okay. of whole pecans. Yeah. So they got like a bumpy brown exterior. Like the the shell looks like the meat. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh god. So I had to make my own pecans. Yeah, it's so hard to do. <laughs> well, right, I and mean, and that that's the whole idea behind editing after the fact because yeah. you do need to edit it. Um, okay. And the same thing. The eggplant they had white stripes on the eggplants. We don't. Particularly no, there's have, no white stripes. Yeah, it's all like solid, like purple. Yeah. So I had to go in and like. Yeah. Okay. Color adjust the white stripes on the eggplant. Lord. Okay, so this morning. You you may have heard about this. You may have not, because um, it's it's relatively new. I mean, this company is literally being jump started uh, over the past two months. Um, have you ever heard of Rabbit? No. Okay. It's be new to me. Okay. So this device. Uh, let me pull up the website and see if I can pull up like the the um, the information. Okay. So it's called a Pocket Companion. That sounds terrible. Just blank blank out like yeah. like that but for i guess personal assistance related um this thing is a square little device that has a screen it has a camera it has one button it has a scroll wheel and i, I believe that's it a little touch screen for $200 this little device is 100% ai only there's no apps there's n- nothing like that. You mm-hmm. can't text on it. You speak to it only, and it speaks back. Mm-hmm. And what this does is it can do things for you in multiple senses. So if you want to book a flight mm-hmm. or a trip to yeah. wherever, you basically tell it, hey, book me a flight and a hotel and a, a car for this destination, and also give us suggestions of what to do during that week yeah. or that that trip there, and it'll come back yeah. saying, "Hey, this is the the information we found. This is the flight that we yeah. were booking for you. This is the hotel we're booking for yeah. you. This is the car we rented for you. And this is your this is how your week is going to go. This is the restaurants you're going to yeah. go. like. Basically, it's like a travel assistant. Also, it works in a macro sense where, with the camera, let's say you're doing something on your computer." And there's like uh, certain functions, like for example, you mentioned Midjourney. One of the demonstrations that I saw was they they used the device's camera and recorded them making a AI image on Midjourney, and recorded all the steps. And the device re- sees that, records it, and the next time they wanted to create an image using Midjourney, they just held the little talk button and said, "Hey, create an image of X, Y, and Z." using Midjourney, yeah. and it would go, and it took like, I would, I would say probably like two or three minutes because they, they sped up this one yeah. part of the, the image, the, the video, but it came back with images using, using Midjourney, and they didn't have to type anything. They didn't have to go to the website. This device essentially did it for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other things, it can book an Uber for you. <laughs> it, it, it does, basically what it's designed to do is reduce the amount of clicks yeah. that you take in your life. Like, so you, when you open up your phone, you have the app. First of all, you got to swipe, yeah. find the app that you want, or unless you swipe down and type it in, click the app. Then you got to type in, yeah. like, let's say you want to book a flight. You got to type in the yeah. flight. This whole thing, you just talk to it, and the the developers, the, the people that founded it, wanted to reduce, like I said, the clicks and also make a true assistant like something that actually works for you and like does what it because like siri siri is dumb it's so dumb i try to get it to play a song yeah and it'll get the song that i want but sometimes if the internet connection is bad or if there's something like it just goes off the wire and then there's times where the internet's good but it's like spinning and i'm and then it comes back say oh we can't help you right now or like if I'm driving and I say, hey, play this song on, and I, I forget to say YouTube music, but I say YouTube, oh, we can't pull that up because you're driving. I'm like, like it's so it's a little dumb. And then Google Assistant apparently is much more advanced uh-huh. uh, with an Android base. Um, but still, I watched a, uh, a clip of a podcast with uh, MKBHD, Marquez Brownlee, and they were talking about this device from Rabbit. 
and in comparison using uh, Google Assistant. And they attempted to use Google Assistant in the same manner that you would use this device, Mm -hmm. and Google Assistant failed. Basically, they they told Google Assistant, uh, call me an Uber for home. And Google Assistant said, okay, I'll start to call you an Uber from now on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it did not work. But this device is called the Rabbit R1, and... I'll look into it. Dude, I'm telling you, for $200, and they're selling... uh, They're going to start delivering in uh, March. Um, It's about half the size of a phone, and... Yeah, it's a, it's got its own operating system, and it's a so they use two terms, two technologies. They use large language models, but they also, I guess, coined their own version of a, a model, calling it LAM, L-A-M, large action model. Yeah. So basically, this device will know, based on AI technology and how to how it reads websites, which button to click on a website to take the task for you without you having to do it. So the whole thing would prove you're not a bot by clicking here, typing in these words, that's done. It, dude, yeah. it sounds like it's, it's going to be <laughs> squirrely in the future. Um, but, I mean, this device is so wild. I watched the keynote this morning because I was like, before I was getting ready, I just turned on YouTube because I needed to check a video out. And this, um, and, um, I don't want to call it my for you, my recommended, it said rabbit keynote. And I'm like, no, a rabbit keynote. Yeah. Like, what is this? And it had like a guy, this Asian guy, standing in the middle of a black screen, looked like very Apple keynote. And I was like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta watch. It. It's like eight minutes long. I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it and see what, see what's up. And I was starting. I was like, okay, this is fake, dude. It's so real. And then another example is he held this device to his refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Now the refrigerator was too perfect. The yeah. eggs were perfectly yeah, placed. Yeah. The, the the vegetables were perfectly placed to look so like the camera would see yeah. the vegetable. He said, uh, look at my fridge and uh, let me know um, what I could make, what dish I could make yeah. with the ingredients that I have in my refrigerator. Yeah, they have smart fridges to do that, but now you, right. you don't have to do that. Yet. So, and then the Rabbit R1 comes back, oh, you can make a garden omelet. I'm like... Clearly, with eggs, you can make anything an omelet as long yeah. as you have eggs. So it's just interesting. And then Marquez Brownlee mentioned that, you know, everything looked like it had to be perfectly placed in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Like if you had something stored in the back of the refrigerator, you were probably out of luck. It probably wouldn't see that. Like if it was in a bag or a Tupperware, it wouldn't see that. So I'll tell you to freeze your gumbo. It's been six days. Do you need to freeze that? <laughs> yeah, you need to freeze that. For sure. Speaking of, we made gumbo. Uh on Sunday before the freeze uh-huh. and we ate on it for like three nights and we yeah. finally said, okay, let's huh. freeze it. It's, I think it's six days. Yeah. You gotta, oh, <laughs> you yeah, gotta yeah. do something. Oh, yeah, that yeah. To- oh yeah. Cause it starts, it, yeah. it probably starts to ferment in a bad way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I want to know, obviously this is something you're, you're going to need to look into and check out cause it's, it's very new. Um, but what are your thoughts on, this type of technology because um, the, the guys that uh, Marquez with Marquez Brownlee and their podcast, they had their own thoughts and they were very um, yeah. good, you know, criticism, criticisms yeah. of the technology. But based on what you've heard so far, what are your thoughts on this AI hardware? I mean, I really would be more into like a business assistant than a personal assistant because I would like to manage my own life and my own food and my, you know what I mean? Wash my own clothes. Right, you know right. I mean? Like there's a certain parts of your life. I think you should do yourself like hygiene and, you know, oh, uh, nutrition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you should learn how to do those things. Uh, if your refrigerator tells you what to cook and when to cook and how to cook, you know, are you, uh, are you even living? Uh, yeah. I'm saying like cooking, hygiene, maybe, um, inter, you know, uh, interpersonal physical contact, you know, we don't need AI to help us with that. But I mean, I would love to, let's say I, I ride in a, uh, an elevator with some big businessman in Lafayette and we're having a conversation and I throw him one of my, you know, harebrained ideas and he's like, give me a business plan. Yeah. I could pull it out and go, okay, I need a business plan for this business. And within five <laughs> right, minutes, right, right. I've got a killer business plan to bring back to him. You know, yeah, no, that's I, uh, what I'm interested in. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's more along the lines of what I would yeah. I would use it for too. It just it's 
it's interesting to see where they're trying to take this. And some of the comments that um, NKBHD, the, the guys there made, was that why isn't this an app? I know the, the company, Rabbit, is yeah. trying to get rid of apps. Yeah. But it's still a piece of hardware that you need to keep on you. Even though it's half the size of your phone, for it's now. pretty thick. For now. For now. Right. But, yeah, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we, that's a whole other yeah. rabbit hole, you know, speaking of rabbit, that you can get into. But they, they, they basically concluded, like, Google or somebody bigger is just going to make this baked into their, their already voice assistant thing. That's what we're seeing. Thing, and is going to run rabbit, either run rabbit out of the hole mm-hmm. or by the hole yeah. and own the rabbit. And then bake it into their 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 phones yeah. and your phone because you already carry this around. Yeah. Why not have that technology yeah. put yeah. into this device? Because these are uh, basically the rabbit's device has a lower quality camera, yeah. less processor speed, <laughs> a lower quality screen. The only advantageous part of it is the feature, the technology inside of it, which can easily be put into yeah. the device you're already carrying. But for two hundred dollars, the justification is no it's it's a low barrier to entry, and for two hundred bucks, I mean, if it if it sucks after a year, yeah, you spend two hundred bucks. No, no subscription no, required. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Now, does it update like when their technology gets better? Are there updates for it? You know, that's a good question. Yeah, they didn't mention anything yeah. like that. So, and I think it is based off a. Of, uh, I, I believe it's based off of open AI. Yeah. I, there's still a lot of information that needs to be uh, looked into on this, but basically they're calling this the future of human machine interface. But yeah, so I've noticed a lot lately, not to just sidestep a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Adobe, I use the Adobe suite for everything and they're starting to integrate AI with, with Adobe, and if you've seen, you know, some of my original animated works and stuff that was all done with the Adobe Suite, but now I can take an AI picture, uh, you know, crop it out, give it to Adobe, you know, rig it up as an animated character. But what they were showing me, so you have a uh, nutcracker jaw, which is you just cut off the cut out the lower yeah, jaw yeah. and you drop it down. It'll, there's a hole inside the mouth. You're gonna have to draw a back layer to fill in that hole. Now you can do it with generative fill. <laughs> so you can click, you know, the, around the mouth area, you go generative fill and it boom, the inside of the mouth. So now all you gotta do is just animate the puppet jaw instead <laughs> of, you know what I mean? So you can cut out the eyes yeah. and go, you know, generative fill eyes, better eyes, you know, all that like, and there was another thing, uh, a, a, Text, I don't really have any need for text-based editing for video editing. I'm so, I had the hot keys and the, the, yeah. the quick keys memorized, and I have all the tricks, and my workflow is so established. Now, I don't, it would be slower for me to, like, I want you to do what I do. You right, know right. I mean? it's, just I know. Fast. it's like teaching a child. Yeah. It's, you know, with your children, sometimes it's easier just to do it than to tell them, explain mm-hmm. to them how do you want it done. So we well, gotta leave in five minutes. <laughs> I can't explain <laughs> this to you. Let me just do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned text-based editing. So with some of my podcast episodes, I use an AI software. I paid a hundred bucks for the year. It's like a subscription, and I upload one of my episodes. And what it'll do is it'll chop up like ten or twenty clips. Yeah. It'll use it'll transcribe it, and you can edit via text. Yeah. That part I get because if, like, I want to shorten or lengthen the video by whatever word that I wanted to start and stop at, I just click the words. But, like, like you're saying, editing a video with more than just that that simplified simplified yeah. technology, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I If I had a workflow, I wouldn't probably, I probably wouldn't use that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy stuff, man. Um, but we're, we're. I'm sure we're at the end of our. We're, we're at about an hour, but. Uh, yeah, so we're so as far as future goes with the technology, where are you hoping to see AI progress? Not for world's sake, but like for your content creation and like what do you hope to see? Because obviously AI is not going away; yeah. it's staying here, and it's it's scary, but it's also really fascinating at the same time. What would you hope to see AI 
like in the future? Yeah, well, I definitely want the video, you know, to improve. I'd like to, like, anim- being able to do animation with AI is, I mean, that's my dream. Yeah. You know, and use it to create video games, you know, things like that, uh, more high-end, to create whole projects instead of just here's an image, here's a script, you know. Yeah. Uh, to do, and you see that in, like, Hasbro fired all their uh, package artists. They Because really, they own the IP. Yeah. So, they, you know what I mean? Like, instead of getting someone to draw Bumblebee, pay just, somebody to draw Bumblebee on Bumblebee. So I'll just get the computer to generate images of Bumblebee for the package art. So they fired all their, uh, uh, their whole art team for Hasbro, and it's like one guy just prompting. supervises an AI. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they paid for their own AI to make their own. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's why I want to get into training models. Yeah. And creating my, like, you know, buying or renting or however you do it, leasing. You know, you paid them something and then they give you your own version of, of, the, of, yeah, of, the, of the, the open AI model, whatever it is. Because I'm, I'm doing this on uh, Google Collaboratory and, uh, what is it, Python and mm-hmm. like actually coding and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, like, that's how I do all the music stuff that make the AI songs and uh, that stuff and, and tr- create, I did my own Danzig model. That was the first model that I did. Glenn Danzig voice model. So I can sing and it turns his voice into Danzig. Oh man. Uh, my voice. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'd like to see that and I'm looking forward to that and I'm working on that. But yeah, I mean, my thing is I'm probably going to have to figure out how to make my own uh, animation model. Like I was saying, plug in all the, you know, the, all the characters that we grew yeah. up with, break it all down into, you know, scenes and shots and all that stuff, and it'll learn, you know. Yeah, and then you're going to be Fred Flintstone. Content. I want Fred Flintstone, you know. Yeah. Doing this, wearing that, you know. The same way I do with the still images, be able to do that with animation. It's just the video is so trained on real people and real life type things that it's not, you know, animation. It can't make heads or tails of it. Right. And the other thing is, that bothers me at AI video is cars and vehicles. It makes no sense. It doesn't know forwards from backwards from, and I'd like to see that. Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. mean, I can't make fast and the furious. No, but I mean, I get what you're saying. So it would have, it would actually improve your, obviously your workflow, but like your, your speed of content production and, you'd be able to come up with a cartoon instead of, you know, months, you know, it'd be oh, yeah. weeks, days or weeks. Yeah. Or even maybe in some cases hours. Depending yeah, hours. On, yeah. Yeah. If it's something small. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, man, uh, check out, check out that rabbit R1. It's a, uh, it's an interesting thing. And I figured you might find that interesting because it's based off of AI and it's, it, you just speak to it and it's supposed to do all this stuff for you. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns of like, well, what if I don't want the first option that you pick for me? So, yeah. like, if I say book a trip, pick a like. I, what if I want to pick the hotel? What if I don't want to pay three hundred dollars a night? What if I want to yeah. pay a hundred dollars yeah. a night? Do I have to tell you to to spend only a hundred dollars a night? So, like, there's some interesting yeah. stuff. But yeah, AI has a lot of um, a lot of room still, and and it's it's moving so fast. Like, I felt like you know at the end of 2022 when ChatGPT was released, or at least publicly adopted mm-hmm. is what it seems like um i told a friend of mine we we meet every week for lunch and he he, he has uh machine learning technology he, he knows all that he works for a company and he's used all those in practice and he's him and i both agreed that in five years where ai we saw ai in 2022 yeah. it's it's going to be unrecognizable we're, we're going to be like this is totally different it, it's going to be it's become such a part of everyday life especially with this r1 thing like if this becomes popular and starting to become widely adopted like we're going to see people walking around talking to their devices and stuff just happening but we grew up with star trek and star wars or i did yeah yeah star star trek they just tell the ship what they want the ship to do and the ship does it yeah, and so they, can, they can say it in any language like any slang or how the the computer understands what they're saying so get us the hell out of here, and the ship will get yeah, you the yeah, hell yeah. out of there. You know, like, and uh, and in Star Wars, they're walking around with these personal assistants. Yeah, 
that can interact with any machine or any computer. They know every language. C-3PO knows every language, either, you know, organic language and machine languages. Yeah. You know? Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2... They were this. Mm-hmm. They were. <laughs> we have that now. We just don't have the dumb little robot right, so following yeah, us yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. But then we'll be able to make a hologram if that makes us feel better. You know, in have, short order. You, have you seen the, the the Disney movie? I think it's Disney or Pixar. Disney and Pixar. I think they're both the same thing. Uh, Wally. I've seen some of Wally. That was a while back. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. So the ship that these people are on. Yeah. First of all, they got taken off of the Earth because the Earth, the earth was Inha- ruined. Inhabitable. Yeah, in- yeah, inhabitable. And so they created this cruise line essentially in space that can hold everybody on Earth. And the, the ship is ran by this robot, mm-hmm. essentially. And it's like a voiced robot, and it sounds very eerie. Yeah. It's meant to sound like that. But the, the ship runs itself. Essentially, the, the captain is just there to be a placeholder yeah. in a chair. The boat has this wheel, like the captain's wheel. It's like the face of the robot, and it has like a little red eye. And it, like it just does, and the captain can speak to it if it wants, but the ship just runs itself, yeah. and it's like artificially intelligent-based. And then you have all the humans that are literally just consuming screen media for the rest of their lives, drinking big gulps, <laughs> like sitting in a floating oh, wow. chair. Like, watch the movie. It's very dystopian style yeah. uh, animation, and uh, I feel like I feel like we're not far away from that. Because I mean, you look at people now, like in a social setting, yeah. like everybody's scrolling on TikTok endlessly yeah. and consuming content, and they're forgetting that they're even in a space. And you know, an hour or two later, they're like, "Oh my god." Yeah. I need to do something because I haven't done anything yeah. in like a couple few hours. And like I've been there, but no, I, I really I limit I limit small screen time. Like I don't. Yeah. Because as I get older, my eyes get worse. Right. And it becomes you know becomes more strain. You know, I get more eye strain. You know, and it's just uh, I have to do so much work on a bigger screen. I'm going back to like you know interacting with the world more through you know yeah. my desktop, and uh, yeah. No, I think. You know, with the emergence of more uh, AR, VR, and AI all combining, you know, your every wall in your house will soon will be, you know, covered in a, uh, a like holo- an LCD paint. Yeah, like almost you know like a I mean? hologramish. You can have a holodeck, yeah. you know, in your yeah. house, you know. Yeah, and uh, especially with the uh, Apple's Vision Pro that's coming out in February. That's first of all, it's over three thousand dollars, which is insane, but it's supposed to be. Able to like put like what is it? I don't is that know, the Google the glasses or like, like it's like a whole VR yeah, headset VR that goes, headset, yeah. But like it, you're supposed to be able to see yeah. your hands and like actually do stuff without actually having to wear gloves or anything yeah. like that. And like you're supposed to be able to like click and yeah, and it's, you can make a screen like you can work on your computer yeah. via the, the headset and yeah, like you just make type it on nothing, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you can create a screen as big as you want, yeah. Like you can have a theater in your headset yeah. if you want, and like it. It auto it automatically blocks out like, uh, uh, what's that vision? The uh, peripheral. Peripheral, yeah. It automatically blocks that out and like creates a theater for you if you want to watch a movie in peace. Yeah, like it, it it's crazy. But like three thousand two hundred dollars, I think it is, it's or something. It's a bit much for a big it's a bit much. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's supposedly it's heavy, heavy. But yeah, like has sure. like it has these, to be has yeah. these really heavy cushions on the back. Yeah, but um, yeah, like. These those people that are going to be early adopters to that, they're going to see the world in a very yeah. different way than any average person can can see it because nobody's going to pay three thousand plus dollars for that just to have it. I would I would do the chips, but I think I'm getting older. Like I don't see myself doing the implant thing. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, just totally <laughs> just put the computer inside my brain. You know, well that's uh, like uh, Elon Musk with yeah, the. Yeah, I uh, mean, no, it's coming. Yeah, like yeah. that's we'll be freer. We'll be free from the device, you know? Mm-hmm. We're just like, I could uh, requisition a certain part of my visual field, say, okay, here, here's the stock's going to be over here, you know? And, you know? Yeah, scary stuff, man. It's scary and exciting yeah. at the same time. But No, we go on all day, but we won't. Yeah, I know. But, uh, man, it was uh, good to have you back on. 
I love talking about uh, your work in AI and some of the, the things that you had posted that went viral. And uh, every, a lot of stuff that you post goes viral. And you post a lot of content. So something's bound to go viral at some point. Yeah. And it's all it's really – shoot, but – Yeah, it's all really creative stuff. Um, there are times where I get caught and I'm like, oh, my God, this is – and I'm looking – I think something's real. And I get I, – I stop for a second. I look at the page name. And then I look back at the content. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait – that's Ash. <laughs> That's Ash being creative with his AI, man. But it's really good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that you were able to come back on and um, speak to me and and talk about your, your work. Yeah, well, I'll, you know, I'm planning to, you know, moving on to be more, you know, bring it back to the community, start working with local businesses, you know, do some branding, get some of my characters, some of my ideas and get them on shelves and get, you know. Yeah helping people promote themselves because I don't have any joy promoting myself. I'll just get promoted by making good stuff. And right, you know what right. I mean? It doesn't need to be about me and my face and that's not how I built it. So yeah, I'm, you know, I can't wait to take this emerging, uh, you know, all these emerging AI technologies and, and, and put them to work for our local community, you know? Awesome. So you'll be seeing more of me. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey. And my name. I, I didn't expect that we would see less of you. Let's just say that. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, Ash, man. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on. I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you come up with and what tools you use and where it goes. The The video stuff is really cool, so I'm going to be checking out that more. But, uh, yeah, if you guys want to check him out, uh, go to his Facebook page. It's Cajun Nerd uh, Experiment. Uh, really cool stuff. Check it out. But uh, anyway, that's that. Uh, again, Ash, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. All right, man. Uh, you guys have a great one, and we'll see you on the next one.